0: We all have heard numerous times how it's good not only for a wallet, but also for our health to plan our meals ahead of time. We hear it, we understand the why behind it, but here's finally someone who not, not actually only does it, but created a system for it and teaches others how to do it. My guest today is Mia Moran, author of Plan Simple Meals book and the creator of The Flow Planner which is not like any other planners you've seen before, I promise you. She wrote this book because she wanted to help busy parents who struggled to make their family's dinner happen, parents who wanted to get their kids to eat more vegetables, parents who wanted to maybe lose some weight of their own, and parents who are just like you and I, who are really wanting to take care of our family. So tune in into our conversation. Get actionable tips and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order once and for all as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger, but you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, You will never have to worry about budgeting, and who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less than 5 or 5 weeks guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey Money Bosses, welcome back to the Money Boss podcast. I'm excited for my conversation today with Mia Moran and we are talking about how busy parents can finally put all the struggles away when it comes to planning for their food. I am all ears. First of all, Mia, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I would love would love for for you let's start with um sharing a little bit about how you actually Um, ended up talking about this topic. Why clean eating? Why planning and why food?
1: All right. So it wasn't what I planned on. (laughs) That's for sure. So I'm, I actually, um, I guess I first got into it personally. Um, So I've always been an entrepreneur and I have three children who are now almost all three of them are actually teenagers. The last one becomes a teenager in a, a few weeks. Um, but when they were young, young, under five, actually, I had three under five. And um, I owned a graphic design studio at the time. And I just, I had had three kids, I guess, in in five years. And my body had just taken the toll. And I was running this company at the same time. And I was tired. And I just had this day where I literally looked across my desk and it was like three o'clock. And I saw this stack of Starbucks, like coffee cups that I collected over the course of the day. And I just remember being like, wait a second. Like, first of all, how have I been to Starbucks that many times since I arrived at work? Like, what am I getting done? And third of all, like, if you've had that much coffee, aren't you supposed to be like super energized? Cause I was just feeling so, so tired. So that kind of like started my um, journey of like, there's gotta be a better way to exist than this. And um, at the time, if you had told me to go to the grocery store and buy kale, I probably would have cried. Cause like, I didn't, I don't even know that I would have known like which, what it like, I would have had to go read signs. Like I wouldn't have known to like see the kale and go find it. So I was getting a lot of things, you know, I was yeah, I I luckily married somebody who knew how to cook. And so I was eating well, but I wasn't eating consciously. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I I switched that all around. And in doing so, I, you know, I, I fully admit to like leaning into it a little bit for vanity. And very quickly, though, I healed seasonal allergies, I got all that energy back. Um, I looked back a couple months later and years later, and I had always gotten sick and gotten these awful ear infections and had to take antibiotics. And I haven't had to do that since, you know, and it was 12 years ago. Um, and I, so I just really got healthy and I had never, like, I sometimes I tell people it was like 10 years of therapy in like a week. Like I just, I felt really, really, really good. So then I had these three little kids And at first I just did it a hundred percent for myself. I mean, literally I didn't know how to get kale. So I had to just like focus (laughs) and like do it for myself. Um, but eventually I got really interested and I just started at the time I was just talking to, you know, and this is before like Instagram and Pinterest and all the photos we see, like there was healthy food pretty much meant like hippie, gross looking photos at the time. And so, um, I started interviewing all these quote unquote gurus about food. And a lot of them were, most of them were men. And I just kept here and they were all sort of like older men, like those of the ones who were taking my calls (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: they all told me about their unhealthy kids. And so that kind of got me into this inquiry about parenting. And I ended up actually becoming a parenting coach before even diving into the food piece, but just really figuring out this like intersection of like, how do we pass this on and, and be healthy ourselves? And like, you know, a lot of it felt like a fight at first. And so I really wanted to figure out how to make it really serve everybody. Cause as far as I could tell, I was like, why wouldn't everyone want to feel this good? So that was kind of my initial thing. And then of course, one of my three kids at the time, I didn't know this, but ended up having really bad food allergies. So it came very useful. (laughs) Once I had to take gluten and dairy out of her diet to have of delved into some of this food beforehand
0: yeah i'm sure i mean a lot of us um entrepreneurs out there and and folks are trying to change the world actually first do it for ourselves right (laughs) this is where it all comes together but yes you're amazing because getting kids to to participate or the whole family is oh my gosh i give you like a thousand gold stars (laughs) (laughs) because i'm in the fight i'm in the current fight with my three-year-old um, about, you know, the meals and just, just the whole process of sitting down with us to eat because he becomes really active, really wants to play right around the time when we sit down to eat. But that's another topic. Of top. course, so, of course, 100%. I want, he's only three. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So I very much admire that. So uh, talk about, I know you're, you have a book um, that outlines all, you know, all of the things that um, you've went through and what you teach your clients, but what is a day of a family look like who have their meals planned out?
1: Oh, interesting. So, um, I mean, one of the things that I'm learning right now, actually, is that it changes. It definitely changes over time. So um, I'm going to go back a little bit to like when I was in more in control, (laughs) the kids were younger. Um, And so what it basically looked like was I got really clear about what I wanted us to all have. Um, and I just tried to simplify that as much as possible. So in the book, we talk a lot about creating a rhythm for your meals. Um, and so what that looked like at dinner was that I would just pick themes and sometimes I would change those twice a year or whatever, but like, you know, Mondays I am from new Orleans and in new Orleans, we always had red beans on Mondays. So somehow Mondays became bean night. And then I would make, Rainbows, and that I would choose to do that on the day that the farmer's market happened. So we would have those on Wednesdays. And, you know, maybe one night would be based around um, we love having my kids love taco night. So I would just create these themes. And I would also do things like a soup night. And what happened was that, first of all, what I found was a lot of people are like, that sounds so limiting. But what I found was that when the whole world was my choice, like the whole world of recipes, I actually always went to like the same three because it was overwhelming to me. So like I always went to like the same three things to just soothe the overwhelm. But the second I created this sort of structure, this rhythm to like I'm going to do this on Mondays and this on Tuesdays and this on Wednesdays. it became, I actually started creating much more variety. So like bean night wasn't always red beans. It was like all these different kinds of beans and I did them different ways. And um, it just opened me up to learning more, which was kind of a surprising um, thing. Um, so it made it, you know, so, and it made it easier to like figure out what thing, cause I wasn't choosing from the whole world. So I would, you know, sit down with my grid of like, these are the meals that I want to create. These are the themes I want to create. And then I just sort of fill them in. Um, but the other thing that it does with little kids, which is very helpful. And I sort of, um, I initially saw this in action actually in my, my kids all went to a Waldorf school and I saw an action in their, um, kindergarten classroom, which is when there's the predictability of like, it's soup day. So I'm going to use soup as an example, because most kids like that's not their most exciting night, right? Like really we're having soup for dinner. Um, (laughs) and there's many situations where like a kid might not eat it and a parent might give them something else. But what happened when it was like the thing that we had on that day was like, nobody was really excited, but they sort of learned how to be okay with it. And, you know, and, and we got, we got good at talking about which ones were their favorites. And I got good at trying like, well, is it better blended or like, are there ones that they'll have chunky? Like, and so It just became this way, like this way that, um, they were more open because it was, it was just like, I, I could just be like, it's soup night, you know? And, and I had no, I had no waffling in there. So what I find happens a lot of times when people come to me and say that their kids just aren't eating anything and dinner sucks and it's always stressful, When we really go through like what's happening in the night, usually what's happening is, first of all, dinner, the time right before dinner is everyone's most tired time. And it's also the time when everyone in the house is coming together from different experiences and having to come back like into togetherness, right? So like, even if a mom is with her kids, but then maybe dad comes home or an older kid comes home or whatever, like, so it's like not our finest time of day, just if we were alone, (laughs) And then we add in like not knowing what's for dinner. And what happens when we do that is our kids pick up on everything, said or unsaid. And they're picking up on the fact that we're tired and we haven't chosen what's for dinner. And then there's like this little underlying bit of stress that we don't know what's for dinner. And so then we're opening the fridge and like trying to figure it out. And they like swoop right in and are already complaining. And it really has as much to do with like our, like how we're, Embodied in that moment, like in our choice for what what it is we're doing, and you know, you, most of us are pretty resentful of our role of cook and mother at that point in day, and so it's just like we're not grounded, and so just having this rhythm and knowing what's for dinner, and even if it's like not you the the thing that in that day you're like, oh, I can't believe it's soup night. <laughs> um, You know you'll get better and better. Like, and if soup night is always stressful, maybe you'll make it on Sunday and then just open it up and heat it up. Like, you'll figure out more of a rhythm, but you'll be able to be more grounded in like what it is and sort of stand on your two feet so that when you know a a toddler comes at you or a preschooler or even a teenager and is like, "I'm not eating that," you can really be like, "It's what's for dinner," and like in a calm way, Um, Mm -hmm. because usually it's very easy for us to get on calm. And I just find that the decision fatigue that we are experiencing in the hour makes it way worse.
0: Yeah, I, I, you've said something that I haven't quite heard people talk about, but I think everybody experiences this, this time when you get home from work and it's like, cause I, I do prep for, for the week, but not in a way that I love the theme approach very much. Um, but it's still like every night just depends on like, okay, how how late did I get home? Do I have like, right. minutes, you know, to get whatever meal we at, you know, without it out and not have to stress that I have more time. And so there's just like, there's that fluctuation. But with my small family, like announcing of that is just still still quite early, but I, I could get behind that very much. because like Tuesday's taco day or whatever. Yeah. Wednesday pasta or soup or whatever. Well, and, and the other thing that planning
1: helps with in that like line of the kids is that, you know, it's supposedly takes seven times for any human to like a new food. So if, if that's true, I just think that because of the hour and the time of day and how tired we are, like, we pretty much don't give our kids sometimes a half of a chance, right? It's like one piece of broccoli gets thrown on the floor and we're just like done. And (laughs) Whereas if we're planning for that, like you can, like, so you can plan your meals that your family's eating, but you can also plan like, okay, I'm going to get this kid to like broccoli. And so I'm going to weave broccoli in for like seven nights over the course of three weeks. And I'm going to pay attention to like, if he likes it and if he doesn't like it, and if he likes it, you know, less cooked, better, or more cooked, or, you know, if he doesn't complain when it's blended in something and you like basically play detective and actually you know, have a plan for getting the kid to eat all the things, which we do kind of at the beginning, like, you know, when it's like one food at a time, and then there's this like tipping point where they can have things. And then we just like, it goes, you know, the opposite direction.
0: So you have, so we talk a lot about dinners, but what about the rest of the meals? Like how, I know that maybe the rest, like for different families, it differs. Some may not even eat breakfast, but if you get kids involved, you kind of give them
1: Yeah. So a number of things. So first of all, I know there's families out there for whom eating together dinner every night is really hard. I mean, I think that's one of the blessings of this crazy pandemic we've been in is that it's made it a little less hard because we're not commuting necessarily as much. Um, And um, one of the things about the other meals is if, if breakfast is the meal where you're home, go for it. But there is a lot of like psychology behind being together at the table as the format that you're together and what that does for like the connection and the conversation and like how kids will open up for you. So there's a lot of statistics around the family meal in that way. Um, I've always done it that dinner is like one meal. Cause I just felt like, first of all, it makes my life easier. I feel like there's a lot to teach around that. And so where the other ones have kind of differed for me is um, it kind of allows um, each person to like have their thing, <laughs> um, especially I think us moms. So I think a lot of times, you know, we're not eating exactly as, as what's best for the age of our body. And so, you know, so I, we don't in our house, we don't always eat together. I, I make sure everyone's sitting when they eat for breakfast and lunch is usually at school. So a lot of times on the weekend, we'll have other family yeah. meals together, but for mm-hmm. breakfast and Lunch, I always plan it out, but I really do put myself first for mine, which means sometimes it's different than what's being packed for them to go to school or what they're having. Um, and I also tend to, I feel like it's easier to do well with more repetition. At least that's how it's worked for me for those meals. So, like, you know, there's some times when, like, every morning I have a smoothie or, um, you know, Every morning, the kids are having yogurt with granola and fruit. Like, so I just, you can play the same rhythm game very easily. And there's times when I've definitely done that. Um, and there's times when there it's just too much to do that. And it's fine to just rotate the things that you love and, you know, serve you and it's easy to put together. So I think a lot of times we make all of this more complicated than it needs to be, um, And in doing so we end up making choices that we don't really want to be making. So my, I always vote for simple Mm -hmm. and really serving you, especially, you know, for the breakfast and lunch piece of it Um, dinner too. Like we could get into tricks around that, but um, but personally, you know, I'm usually sipping a smoothie while I'm, you know, making breakfast and lunch for the kids, even as they're teenagers. Um, And then, you know, I'm alone at lunch or you know, when children aren't home because of a pandemic, I'm alone for lunch and I can really eat what I want. Um, so I you know, so I do.
0: Quiet um, and time. then I plan
1: things that make sense for their stuff too.
0: Same here. I get a quiet time um for lunch on my own, even though sometimes it feels a little sad, but I'm like, no, sit down. Yeah, no distractions, just just even ten like 10 minutes, right? Alone seems like in eternity.
1: <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: to, to enjoy the meal. So walk us through about like your process. Do you have a schedule that you follow um, every week or like, do you do your prep on Sundays? Because Yeah. So
1: at this point, I don't necessarily even do the rhythm piece just because, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and Um, over the years, my husband definitely stepped like, and especially actually during the pandemic when he was home and not, you know, he was home at the time of dinner. Um, it's been easier for both of us to pitch in. And then with teenagers, actually, they even know how to cook. So, um, there's different times when they can make food. So the way that I think about it, um, and this is what we do in my program actually is, so I always plan on Fridays for the next week. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do that because I find first of all, I find planning for seven days, very um, like, it's just, it's usually we've gotten off somewhere. So either we didn't use one of the dinners because something else happened or um, like I switched things around and then like I was missing an ingredient. So what I, the reason I do it on Friday is so I can check in and like really recommit to the weekend, whatever we're doing. um, And then use that to plan the week forward. So we're not wasting food. Um, so I do that on Fridays and then the, when I'm planning my food, I'm also planning everything. So mm-hmm. I'm planning my whole week. So I'm like sort of, you know, time blocking my week, seeing what weeks are, mm-hmm. are more and less. And for example, like when we're at the time that we're recording this podcast, it's pretty close to dinner, um, in my house. And so we, so I made dinner at like four. Um, so I knew that going into it. And so I can pick something that's, I can make it for easily in, in 35 minutes, you know what I mean? So, and then other nights I have more time and I can do more things. And then some nights I really need to have it just ready. Cause I have a big work day or I have to bring in kids somewhere. And so by seeing the whole week, um, I'm not just planning food in a bubble. Cause I, one of the things that happened, the reason that I got into planning more than just meals, cause originally like the story of healing my health that led to the book. So I ended up on this book tour for a year with my three kids. I think it was like five years ago, maybe six years ago. And um, I just kept meeting so many people and I kept wanting to tell them, to find kale in the grocery store. Cause that was my story. <laughs> and pretty much everyone knew where it was and what to do with it. And I was like, what's the problem? Like what, what's not working? And, um, it was time, like literally like people would take out their phones and they would be like, I want to make this dinner and I'm, I'm going here and then I have to go pick up them. And then we want to be eating at this time. And sometimes there was like negative time, like they hadn't considered how long it took to drive home, much less make the food. And so it really was the time that was the issue, not the food. And so I really think like that planning, you know, understanding the whole picture is really important because when we plan in a bubble, we usually set ourselves up to fail because we might plan the most complicated meal on the busiest day. And that's actually part of how I think of my rhythm as well. Like So when I'm doing the rhythm, the practice of rhythm, like I find that weeks are more rhythmic than we know. So like sometimes like Wednesdays are the busy day or, you know, Thursdays are the easy day or whatever. I I find that tends to repeat more than we give ourselves um, credit for. But the thing that's definitely true that I hear all the time is that once you actually plan for the time it takes to make food, it feels like five minutes no matter whether it took you an hour and a half to make dinner. If you actually have, you know, if you, if dinner takes you 45 minutes and you've set aside an hour, you will feel like it took you five minutes. But what we usually do is we plan a meal that actually takes 45 minutes and we have 10. And so we feel rushed and behind and like we're incapable in the kitchen and that sort of snowballs into all these other areas. So that, so it's really important to not only create what it is, but also like how it's being made in time.
0: I love that. I've never you're right. I never think about how long it's gonna take me. I'm just gonna this is the recipe. This is what yeah we're it's eating. just gonna work.
1: It's just gonna work out and it's fit work. in, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like somehow the 30 minutes block is in my head. I'm like I should be able to cook in 30 minutes. But yeah you're right. You you realize at some point they're like oh my gosh this is that this is taking me way longer. Yeah especially like sometimes I try to sneak things in the morning like I'm gonna just quickly do this. Even like I put a crock pot this morning and I thought it was going to take me like the whole 10 minutes. I prepped everything and it did take me longer now that I'm thinking about it than initially planned. So how, um, talk a little bit, I know you have a planner um, that incorporates all of these things because I'm interested, like the big, the biggest takeaway for me so far is like, okay, it's actually, you could actually save time, right? Because the minute you
1: think,
0: you talk about planning, it's like oh my gosh and some people i i'm 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 a planner but for other area of our life i I do financial planning so there's a lot of of things that go into it but i think some people don't like the concept of planning but when you can show them like hey if you really factor in um, and figure out how much time it goes into cooking then you could be so so far ahead so please share with us like how this idea of planning food and planning the rest of your life really came together into one planner. Um, and yeah.
1: Okay. So, so basically what I started to notice was the thing about time. And I realized that like a lot of us have this like weird relationship to sort of calendaring. So less planning and more calendaring, because a lot of that is created in a very masculine model, like literally like the initial planner that was created in like, the 1600s or something in Philadelphia was created for men. Like, so it used to be before there was such thing as a planner that it was just like the, all- like we went based on the seat. We were responding to the seasons. Right. So we were told what to expe- expect in farming basically based on like the weather. Mm-hmm. And so that um, that's how it used to be. And then at some point post I think it was a civil war. Somebody created like a company created a planner so that men coming back could like get their lives together and like think in advance, which was like not something that we did as a society. And basically that planner that was created for men coming back from war is what eventually we slap flowers on and called a planner for women. Like, and it's just not how we think. <laughs> so, I think at some point, like some of us started rebelling and that's where like the whole like list making thing came in. Right. And we're like all queens of our lists. Um, And there's a lot, there's a lot to a list because I feel like that process of writing things down and making a list is very creative. And I think it's like a very feminine attribute that creativity is a very feminine attribute. So there's nothing bad about it, except the thing that happens when we write a list is, we're basically like intuiting that this is what's going to happen. Like in our brain is thinking that, but our brain doesn't understand time. So we start off with frustration because in our, in our minds, we've already done it. So like, why is it taking so long? So we're like literally setting ourselves up to be frustrated, which as we all know, doesn't help us like follow through. So The the planning process that we ended up creating was really about great. Okay, we need to dream, we need to list. So like let's do that. And then, like, so in our planner, we do it for 90 days and we think about food, lifestyle, what I call OM, which is self-care, quiet, and work. And we just make sure that we like are balancing our goals. So, like usually time-wise, work takes the most time for a lot of people, and probably parenting takes the second amount of time. But like having a practice of being quiet for 10 minutes every morning or going on a 15 minute walk or eating food that fuels your body, like that can actually balance out the work. So when we talk about balance, we're talking more about like the quality versus the time, right? So it's like, it's more like the weight of it in our lives. And so we just do that like over time. So we, in the planner, it's like a 90 day planner. So we set a goal for each of the um, categories. And then we look at the next 12 weeks and it's like, great. If these are our goals, like how does that actually play out? Like at a really loose level in terms of weeks. And then we keep moving those goals forward and doing it for a month. And the food planning comes in at the weekly view where we're doing the same thing. We're like asking ourselves what's happening next week. And we just let ourselves do a brain dump. And then we decide like, okay, from that, like, what are the three things? That are like really really important for my future self. Like, what are the things that like not because I got an email from a client and I need to do that, or like I, you know, have this presentation I have to give, or like none of that. Like, but it could be that if you're wanting to start writing, that you make time for writing, or um, even if it has to do with work. But uh, um, but mostly it's like, gosh, I've been wanting to do this project in the kitchen, or you know, I've been wanting to. Um, lessen my stress as I, on uh, my way to work or whatever. And those things, then we, we put them in the center and we make sure to make time for those things first so that we're really filling ourselves up before we're taking care of everybody else, which is what we tend to do as women, right? We're taking care of our kids, our parents, or, you know, our, everyone, all of our clients, all the different things. So um, we put those in the center and the food piece is part of the weekly planning process in, in my planner, because I really think that the food can act as like a, uh, foundation for your whole week. And if you put them together in that way, it's like, great this week, I really want to like, um, you know, maybe I, I want to write an ebook and I really want to make sure that I practice yoga daily. And I want to connect with one of my kids around some topic or something. Right. So like, those are my three rocks Mm -hmm. and it's like, how can my, how can what I eat support that? And how can like the meals that I'm creating support that? So, you know, if you're trying to connect with a kid and the only time is dinner, like, how are you going to make that work? Or um, if you you know, work all day and you really want to make time for this ebook, like maybe you wake up early and how does that affect you making your meals or, or what you're going to eat? So it's just that like everything's related. And so, but a lot of times we, we, you know, we have the kids schedule on the refrigerator. We have our work schedule in our phone and we're meal planning on scrap pieces of paper somewhere. And they like, literally don't go together. So it's really about getting it all into one, like thinking about it holistically. Cause it's all, it's like, it is us. All those things.
0: Yes, exactly. And I I, I was fascinated to hear about the, the food piece because, like I said, yeah, there's loose pieces of paper everywhere. <laughs> um, and 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 so yes, it's it's not only saving time, but we talk here a lot on this podcast about money. So I'm sure um, I don't know if you have actual numbers, but have I'm I'm sure you've noticed a change in your budget, especially if you're. Um, Eat, don't eat out as much or you cook home at home and you do this kind of planning.
1: Yeah, we haven't, it's funny. Cause, because I started this like 12 years ago at the beginning when, when the pandemic first happened, I remember that we made this shift and we were like, we really want to support our local restaurants. And we, <laughs> we realized like we hadn't, you know, we don't spend that. That's not money we actually usually spend. And, you know, so we really consciously did it. Um, to support the local restaurants. Cause we felt like that was important, but yes, I think you save money for a number of reasons. You buy what you need. Um, you know, if you're planning for health, you know, making things from scratch is just less expensive. Um, the other thing is, is if you're planning what you're eating, you can also plan where you're getting it. So a lot of times we'll like walk into a store and, you know, if, if we don't know what we're getting, we, we, we might be all over the place. Um, something a trick that I do a lot is like, um, like, I'll do like a stir fry or um, pasta and vegetables. And, uh, you know, both of those things take like a certain kind of vegetable. So sometimes I'll just write on the list, like, um, you know, three firm vegetables and a rainbow of colors or something for the stir fry. And then when I go into the store, like if asparagus is $7, I can choose to get broccoli instead. You know what I mean? Like, so instead of being like totally micromanaging, like every ingredient, it also enables you to like really go in and like see what's in season and what's happening. Um, and then you waste a lot less food because if you're planning, you know, you can plan a a great strategy. I think for busy women is to make extra dinner and then reuse it for lunch.
0: I love it. So,
1: and, and you can see that if you're, if you're planning, you know, like you can like understand, you kind of have to just have it all out. Then you understand that you have it. Otherwise you don't understand that you have it.
0: Yeah. I, I love, I love leftovers because that's, that's the, <laughs> the one less meal you have to cook, right? I Absolutely. Doesn't, this not yeah. always work for, for the entire family, but um, I, I, I love that um, idea. So how do you deal with family um, you know, members that have different diets? um, or have maybe different, well, yeah, I guess different diets, or maybe they have restrictions in what they can eat in their diet.
1: Yeah. So we have that to the 10th degree in our house. Um, and it seems to get worse and worse every year. So I, I have one daughter who has always had really bad food allergies, so she can't have gluten or dairy. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we pretty much like make every meal so that it's gluten-free and dairy-free. Um, that says I have a husband and son who love, um, cheese. And then the son and my, let's see how this works. So then my son who can have gluten and dairy decided to be a vegetarian as did my other daughter, but the one who can't eat anything eats meat and pretty much needs it. Cause there's other things that she can't eat. There's so many other things she can't eat. So it's like, you know, it's a puzzle. And so we do a lot of like, what I call grain bowls where I'll like make rice or quinoa and then I'll you know, roast three different kinds of veggies and make two different kinds of protein and everyone will kind of make their own. Um, And so like, you know, mine might be not the grain, more veggies and the, and the plant-based protein, whereas, you know, a younger kid might have more of the brown rice and less of the veggies, you know, like, so, and it's really enabled everybody to, it's all healthy and it's enabled everyone to really eat in the way that serves them. Um, so I do that and you can do that pretty much with like anything, you know, you could do that with, with pasta or with, um, so it's just like, you have all the things and each, you know, two out of the four things could make a meal. Um, and some people might eat all four and some people might eat two and it's just fine. So that's kind of how we've gotten through that.
0: For, for, uh, makes sense for, for variety, definitely affords you those options, so how much time would you say it actually takes you to plan? So if you're doing it on Friday, I'm just like what trumps me a lot of times, or I think a lot of people is the weekend, right? They're like you do yep. really good the whole week. So how much time does it take you to plan? And when do you do your grocery shopping?
1: Yeah, so uh, that also switched up a little bit in the last year. So I, you know, when we couldn't go to when the grocery shopping wasn't the smartest thing to do on the weekends during the pandemic, but um I think that switched back now. So we, um, so I usually plan on Fridays and then we'll just go, we'll just, depending on what's going on in the weekend, we'll go on Saturday, sometime on Saturday or Sunday morning. Um, one of the things that also helps with planning and making a list is that you can actually delegate. So if you have a spouse, like, a you, they can go grocery shopping and you don't have to go grocery shopping and you've made a list. So it's not like, if you're the one who's actually doing the cooking, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like you, you sometimes, if we don't plan, we kind of have to be there so that we can, you know, pick it as we're going. Um, but I found that that's been super useful. Mm -hmm. Um, so my husband will raise his hand to go grocery shopping quite often. Um, and then I'll just like, usually what I do is I look out on, um, Monday and Tuesday, and just really see what needs to happen. So like, you know, as I said, we do do beans in our house, we still do that a lot of times on Monday night. So sometimes they need to be soaked. Um, Is there like veggies that can be chopped to make lunches easier? Like, I'll just look out and see like, what can happen? I call it moving food forward. I Mm -hmm. ask myself every day, is there anything I need to do to move food forward? Because I feel like that the energy of feeling ahead when you like actually go to make the meal always feels good. Like whether it's like you cut an onion at lunch and now you have it for dinner or like you actually made the whole dinner and all you have to do is warm it up. Like, but even the onion feels good. So I just always look out at the weekend. It's like, what can I do? If it's a particularly busy week, I'll make a soup, I'll roast vegetables and then I'll you know, figure out how to put together those already made things, um, over the course of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've also learned like, what are the fast things? Like what, what can I whip together? What can I truly do in 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's helped and that's just taken, you know, that's just taken practice. And then the last thing I'll say is that making meals and like having my kids in the kitchen while I'm doing it, like I, just before we were recording, like I was in the kitchen and somebody was sitting at the table and somebody else was sitting in a like little window seat we have. And like, I love being surrounded by my kids in that way. And when they were little, we had like a little kitchen in the kitchen where like they were playing. And so over the years, I've just gotten to a point where it's like, it's actually relaxing to be in there, which has actually helped me make the commitment to plan. Cause like, I want it to be, I want it to keep that like easefulness to it.
0: And when you do, when you do the planning, so basically all of this, you lay out in your planner i was just wondering about like, do you share this with, with them? Like in advance, do you, do you post? My no, no. So what I do is I follow that
1: same thing of like creative, like list time, list time. So I do the same thing with meal planning. So what I'll do is I'll just like make a list of like all the things I'm thinking about, Like, oh, we haven't had that dish in a long time. Like, we'll definitely do grain bowls this week. Like, I wonder like, like what kind of bean do I want to do? Like, I'll just make like a a creative list of all the things. Mm -hmm. And then I usually make sure that I've planned my week before I go into like what's happening when. So I'll plan my, like the rest of my week, like not the food. And then I'll sort of lay the food on top of that. So going from that list of things like that I know are in season, or I just noticed at the grocery store last time, or like in the summer. In the farmer's market or whatever. Um I'll just I'll just write it out that way. So um and put it into time. But now I'm losing total track of what your question was, but does that yeah? Anything? I'm
0: still trying to trying to get a sense of how long it takes you to, to do oh so so
1: so probably at this point I can do it in 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um it's taken practice. You know in our program we guide people through it over the course of an hour. Um, but the, the the real truth is, is it doesn't, the like planning part doesn't take long. Like I say over and over that all, all planning is, is deciding in advance.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: just choosing. So it's interesting with food because like, it's harder for us to choose, so, like say yes to some things. And food is one of those things that we just tend to have a lot of trigger points in, around. Um, and so sometimes we indulge in getting lost in that. But one of the things, one of the statistics that I do know is that somebody did a study of like, how often people think about what's for dinner throughout their day. And it's somewhere between like 30 minutes and an hour. So if you like, just like with the thought of like, we should have chicken for dinner tonight. Oh wait, no, we don't have chicken. Do I have time to go to the grocery store? Oh wait, maybe like, actually we should just do this other thing for dinner. And then like, we get a call and you're like, oh, that's a great idea, we'll do that instead. So it's like not continuous, but like throughout the day, we're having these little thoughts. And if you add that up, it's like four weeks of vacation. It's like a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And so it's like, you know, like, what if we just decided like it and, and just move forward imperfectly like in deciding. And I just think like the indecision is so much more torturous to most of us Um than just sitting down for half an hour and being like, even if you like sat down, like, cause everyone thinks when they first meal plan that they have to like open all the cookbooks and become a chef. Like you don't have to know anything new to meal plan. You can just sit down and make a list of all the things you know how to make and then place them on a day the following week. And then if you get bored then you can be like all right this week i'm going to learn one new thing or this week i'm going to add a vegetable to each meal like you can make like little challenges for yourself but it doesn't it's just choosing
0: like i like how you fr- uh, framed it so so you don't pre- pre- prepare the actual meals in advance you cook every day
1: so sometimes i do if i'm having a busy week and sometimes if i'm not i cook every day
0: yeah. It just varies. And you know, this meal prep throws me off quite a bit and I've tried, trying to do it, you know, sometimes like on Sunday, like, Oh, I have Sunday afternoon. We actually don't have anything going on. So I'll go ahead and, you know, get something ready, but like, that's enough for like maybe two days, you know, like a, a, a yeah. pot of soup, and, you know, if I put the crockpot on, I'm like, I can't cook for the rest of the week. Like yeah, no, you just-
1: can't, you definitely can't do a whole week. So when I'm, when, when I'm in like really busy times, like when I'm launching or like, you know, the, like we—I just had this time when I was launching, and I had a child applying to college, and like it was just busy. And so, um, you know, but you need to, you, know, you can't do everything on Sunday. So I, I always am like, okay, I can do this on Sunday, and then I need either Wednesday or Thursday. I need a chunk of time on one of those days. Like you can't make it all the way through; it's impossible. You can shop for a whole week, but I don't—I find it very hard to prep for a whole family for the whole week. Um, And the, but then the other thing that I just have to say, because I get asked this a lot is like, like people are always like, but you like it. Like you like to cook. The truth is I don't like to cook, but I Mm -hmm. really like to feel well. And I really like to be connected with my family. And there is like no like place that does all those things in one place other than dinner that I can figure out. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I can feel well. I can connect with my family. Um, like I can sit into like uh, all the parts of it are um, like, just feel like such a win when you take an hour every day. Like it just, it gives so many benefits for the yeah. amount of time.
0: I love it. I love how you frame it. So anybody listening right now, where did they start? They don't have your planner yet.
1: <laughs> um So what I would say, like, I think the most effective thing to do is actually not to try to plan a week, but just see if like every, um, it's funny, I have them in my hand, but we're not doing video, but, um, every morning just have a post-it pad and be like, what, what am I eating tomorrow? Like, just ask yourself like enough in advance, Mm -hmm. like what's tomorrow and just get really good at deciding what's for the next day um and sticking to it because that's part of it too like so this is what i'm going to have for the the next day and then you know see how that does it and then you know in a, in a week you can add a second day um if you know you're not having family dinner right now don't start by wanting to have all seven like start by saying on wednesdays maybe we can have family dinner or on saturday night we can have family dinner like always make it doable, especially with food. I mean, but with everything, but always make it doable. So I think the, the, the biggest disservice we do to ourselves is we don't make it doable and we don't um, take care of ourselves first. So my first thing would be like, make sure you're taking care of yourself with food before you're planning food for your family and start by planning 24 hours in advance instead of a whole week in advance and like build toward the week.
0: Thank you. Small, little incremental steps, definitely. Absolutely. Get-
1: Absolutely. And I'm sure with money, that's like the real lesson
0: always. <laughs> I know, right? It is. Oh gosh. That's, those are like the basics that we're all like, oh, we know that. Next, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but then same thing. I'm like, well, I can think of what I can have tomorrow. And, and somehow my brain is like, oh, well, that doesn't seem like a whole lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure it's really powerful for, uh, for when you're starting out.
1: Yeah. And the other thing you can do is if you collect the post-its, then, you know, in two weeks, you could just organize them and have a week of meals. Like we're, we're always reinventing. So if you, if you decide to like make a week of meals, save the piece of paper, like put it in a binder, or like do this digitally um, so that you always have access. Like you can repeat, no one's going to know that you did the same week in four weeks that you did this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I know. I, I I am more of a, I, mean, I always kind of go back and forth, with this, but but this about with my husband is, he doesn't care. He's like, you figure it out. I'll eat anything, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I'm more of a variety type of person. Like I'd yeah. like to have. Different things and and sort of and that gets me into trouble a lot of times. Like, oh, well, we just had chicken. I want to. I need to. And again, this is maybe more in my brain than anything. Like, well, I need to come up with something creative, right? It could be fish tonight, or it could be whatever, right? A, a pasta and tomato sauce. So
1: well, and that's I, where the rhythm thing really helps. Like, so you could say like every Tuesday we're having chicken, but I'm never making it the same way, right? And so like then you learn like so for me it actually because I am not a cook like at all. Um, and so it really helped me to learn and create variety was just to, um, limit myself (laughs) in the moment of deciding like what could be for that night.
0: Could be for that night. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely incorporate the the rhythm. Um, and a lot of the things that you shared with us today. So if anyone interested in staying in touch, how can they connect with you?
1: I think the best way is our website, plansimple.com. And, um, we definitely have Um, A number of planning tools on there for people to download. And we also have a podcast, which hopefully you'll be on someday soon. Um, We have a podcast called the Plan Simple Podcast. So you can also listen there and that sort of has conversations about planning and also, um, you know, usually is saying what's going on. The the latest that's going on um,
0: is usually announced on the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Nia, today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.